Our text for today is Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 1 and 4 through 11. Listen now for the word of the Lord. The prophet Jeremiah sent a letter from Jerusalem to the few surviving elders among the exiles, to the priests and the prophets, and to all the people Nebuchadnezzar had taken to Babylon from Jerusalem. The Lord of heavenly forces, the God of Israel, proclaims to all the exiles I have carried off from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Cultivate gardens and eat what they produce. Get married and have children. Then help your sons find wives and your daughters find husbands in order that they too may have children. Increase in number there so that you don't dwindle away. Promote the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because your future depends on its welfare. The Lord of heavenly forces, the God of Israel, proclaims, don't let the prophets and diviners in your midst mislead you. Don't pay attention to your dreams. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I didn't send them, declares the Lord. The Lord declares when Babylon's 70 years are up, I will come and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. I know the plans I have in mind for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace, not disaster, to give you a future filled with hope. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So Jeremiah was a prophet who worked during some of the worst years in Israelite history. The kingdom of Israel had been divided into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And some years before our letter, the Assyrians, a mighty empire, had swept through and defeated the northern kingdom. So all that was left was the southern kingdom, this tiny little strip of land smaller than modern-day Israel. And then the Babylonians, the mightiest empire of the day, came and swept in and wiped out Judah, the southern kingdom. And as awful as war is today, it was even worse back then. After all of the kill, killing and plundering, the Babylonians gathered up everyone who was anyone, from the king and court officials all the way down to the carpenters and business folk, and force marched them to Babylon 500 miles away. Can you imagine? being forcibly taken from your home and marched hundreds of miles away where you did not know that you would ever see your homeland again. Thankfully, I don't think any of us have experienced that level of horror and trauma. Without diminishing that, I do want to play with this idea of exile 
Because I think we do all have some knowledge or feeling of what exile is like. Who doesn't know what it's like to wake up and find yourself in a situation you never wanted? A land, not a literal land, but a figurative land where you never wanted to go. That feeling that this is not how my life was supposed to end up. That's how I feel about the pandemic. I'm sure many of us do. This is not how life was supposed to go. It's not how 2020 was supposed to go. It's not how 2021 was supposed to go. It's not how 2022 is supposed to go. And yet, here we are, in spite of that, living this reality, this exile from what used to be normal life. Unemployment can be this kind of foreign land, too, where you are suddenly uprooted from all of the rituals and habits that gave your life meaning. Grief can be this way, where the boat tilts and suddenly you find yourself flailing with wave after wave passing over your head. Divorce and troubles in a marriage can be this way as the land that you formerly thought was a firm foundation becomes sinking sand beneath your feet. And aging can be an experience of exile as well, as the abilities and possibilities you once took for granted slowly disappear, not to return again. We all know a little bit about exile. And lots of folks in Jeremiah's time had ideas and promises for those folks in exile. The most popular prophets of the day told them this will all be over in just a few years tops. So you need to not only hang in there, but work hard, fight back, work to get yourself back to your homeland. It was a message of can-do positive thinking and optimism. Jeremiah had a different message, and it made him far less popular. He said it's going to be like this for a while. So settle in. Don't fight it. Settle in to this reality. Live here in this exile and seek healing and wholeness and peace and shalom here where you find yourself right now. This is a radical message and a hard one. It flies in the face of all of our instincts, or at least a lot of mine, when I find myself in a difficult situation, I fight like heck to get out of it. I pray, and I journal, and I work hard, and I talk to friends, and I talk to therapists, and I read books, and I do anything I can to try to pull myself up out of that hole. And Jeremiah says, settle in. This is going to take a while. 
So seek life here in whatever you're facing. Live here. Don't shrivel up and die, but live in this place of exile. It's radical to seek shalom in the midst of exile. And particularly for these folks to seek shalom in the face of the empire that holds them captive. To even seek shalom and wholeness for the people around them, who surround them. Not because they think by seeking shalom and peace they can turn the big ship of empire around, but because to do so is to testify to another life that is possible. It is to be a colony or an outpost of heaven in the territory of death. That's what the church is called to be on our best days, to be an outpost of heaven in the territory of death. And I see that at work here, in the way we live our life together and in the way we seek to live our lives out in the world every day of the week. In an increasingly segmented world, this is a community that tries to build relationships across lines of difference. In a world that dismisses too many people as too young or too old to matter, we build a multi-generational community that loves across those lines and sees the wisdom of all. We testify, you testify, on a regular basis, that there is more to this world than wealth or success. You give resources incredibly generously that then this church gives on throughout our town, throughout our region, around the world. You live with open-handedness and abundance in the midst of a world of scarcity. You live this way. This church testifies to that kind of wholeness and shalom in spite of whatever the world may offer. On our best days, we are an outpost of heaven in the territory of death, seeking shalom and wholeness for all and accompanying each other personally as well through grief and death and hardship with prayer and meals an accompaniment. We are just beginning our season of considering how we want to invest in our community. And these are some of the many, many reasons why I feel called to invest and invest deeply in our life together. This place is an outpost of heaven. You, in your lives, are an outpost of heaven in a world of death, in a time of exile. Living in an alternate way is not easy. Whether it's settling in and seeking to do what good you can with what you have where you are, or settling into those exile experiences of mental illness or grief, 
or economic insecurity or aging. It takes profound courage to live where we are, seeking shalom in our context. I think the only thing, the only thing that makes that kind of radical living possible is the promise of hope that we receive from Jeremiah. It is not a quick or easy or fleeting hope. It is deep and abiding and long-term. The promise that Jeremiah makes is that no matter how disorienting or difficult this experience is, it is not going to get the last word. There is hope up ahead. It's not quick fix hope. It's longer term and bigger than that. And the plans God makes are not like a puppet master pulling strings, ensuring that we get the best parking space at Kroger or make it all the way downtown on green lights. The kind of plans that God has for us are long-term welfare and life. Life that endures no matter what we face. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm. To give you a future with hope. And it is in trusting in that promise that we are able to live as an outpost of heaven no matter what we face. Amen.